coming on the show, Matt. I'm here with Matt Timms. So, Matt, where are you from? I'm from Massachusetts. Go Patriots. I think I knew that, but I, I wanted to yeah. you know, establish. Yeah, so the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. I probably lost about half the viewership. Or, I mean, I didn't get into football until this season. Now I, I'm an expert. I don't really watch games, but I did watch that one because going into it, it seemed like it was going to be a, a suspenseful event. I've said this before. The New England Patriots are the feel-good story of the year. <laughs> uh, the people where I was watching the game would probably say otherwise. I watched it at a sports bar across the street because it seemed like the ideal venue for a playoff game. Uh, there was plenty of Brady hating. Oh, my God. It's the ultimate feel-good story <laughs> of the year. <laughs> But I was the only one who knew that because, yeah, same thing happened to me. I was the only guy in the bar who really liked the Patriots and everyone was booing me. I The one guy tried to fight me. I, I didn't really. I was just watching the game. I've never been in a fight in my life. Don't fight. Hell no, I don't fight. <laughs> I don't know what would happen. I hate to think what would happen. <laughs> Have you ever seen any food fights? Is this the lead in to uh, a nice uh, conversation? You outing my segue about the takedowns? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to talk about the takedowns, Tom. <laughs> what are the takedowns? Uh, I started doing these like maybe fifteen years ago in Brooklyn. I'd moved to town uh, in '99, and uh, my acting career was about the same as it is now. You've never heard of me as a famous actor. I have heard you described as a local celebrity. Yeah, that's by, like, snarky jerks at <laughs> poker <laughs> that we both know. <laughs> no, I'm not a local celebrity. But every now and then I'll get on TV or get on, the you know, radio or whatever, and it's really nice. And I've, so I've got a pretty healthy amount of publicity about this thing. Yeah. Because I started doing this, you know, that 15 years ago. It was like this small little chili competition. And it just kind of bloomed into this wicked big thing, which how, I love. How did it even become a competition? How did that first chili event? I'd come been to? to tons of chili competitions. I I was an official judge for years at the um, the International Chili Society, which is a huge organization. It's the national organization, and you can sign up and you can be a judge. And they have incredible. I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. Oh. You know what it is? There's something in beer, in really good beer, and you just uh, gave me a really good beer, this juice bomb. Yeah, we're drinking the juice bomb. There's something in it, and it must be the hops. I'm mm -hmm. not going to stop drinking beer, but... Some people something... are allergic. I know. It's it's me. I'm allergic to something in it. <laughs> but I'm not going to stop drinking. In fact, this is my favorite kind of beer, this cloudy IPA. It's delicious. I think it's been described as a New England-style IPA. But there's definitely something in it oh, that makes me want to sneeze. No. No, I think I'm done. Okay. What is your favorite beer? Yeah, it would be a New England IPA. Oh, what? who makes my favorite beer? Sure. Oh, that's a tough one, because whenever you ask me that, I'm going to do a real what I should have said uh, later on down the line. That's a good disclaimer. Home. Don't hold Matt to it. Uh, there's, there's so many great ones in New York right now, but I got to say, some of the best beer I've ever had is all from New Hampshire. Huh. And I'm on, um, my parents live on the border of Massachusetts, Massachusetts and New Hampshire, and we go to this store in Keene, New Hampshire, 
that's this this guy who's just been educating me on New Hampshire beers and even New Yorkers um, at the Sampler, especially which yeah. is where I go to drink a lot. Um, yeah. Beautiful selection of beers at the Sampler, and really knowledgeable dudes. And yeah, they say they they love they New Hampshire punches well above its weight. Okay. Because these breweries out there, and they say they don't know, it's the water. At the end of the day, everyone's using the same stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Or they're they're buying the same hops. They're buying the... So they're saying it's things like the water. I don't... I mean, I don't know that sourcing it becomes all the same. I mean... Mm-mm. Maybe an, on but, a massive level, but... I think that might be one of the distinguishing factors. You'd like the the if they're growing their citra hops somewhere and and in in New Hampshire that's extra rocky or extra I mean, we talk <laughs> about the grapes, you know, in winemaking dependent on yeah. so much on soil and environment. So maybe it's or true for the hops as well. Limestone for yeah. whiskey. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're asking the wrong guy. I just if I let's get back to what's my favorite okay. beer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, well, the chili. The chili. You, you had the successful oh. chili event. Oh, okay. And let's then go it, back it, to it, that. It, it became. It's like yeah. Mm, we yeah. we were in Tangentville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the idea of being on a microphone and love the idea of getting in front of people. And I'd thrown these chili competitions, or I'd, I'd been judging at these chili competitions, and I love making chili. So I thought, why not I throw my own little chili takedown? And then I got finger wagged all over the place about what chili is. <laughs> and I'm from Massachusetts. Like, I don't care what you have to say about exactly what chili is, Mr. Texas guy, because at the end of the day, that chili is going to be the most conservative version of chili with just like a ratio of, you know, um, cumin and and chili pepper. <clears throat> and it's this sort of a chemistry experiment where you're just dealing with very basic ingredients of beef and garlic and cumin and pepper and uh, bacon grease, and that's about it. If you want a classic bowl of red, yeah, you know, and, and then what kind and of then chili powder? You, what kind of chili powder, and where you and where, and uh, what your ratios are, and when you yeah. put in the chili dumps, and so that's not what I wanted to do. I <laughs> am not a very scientific person. I just oh, burping now. <laughs> I'm not a scientific person. I don't want. I don't really care to do the you know the work. To find out about, I just want to get into a kitchen and throw ingredients around and have a blast, and don't use measuring cups and just you know have fun. Easy going, and not conservative. Home cooking, just uh, instinct driven stuff. Yeah. Getting it wrong a lot. I love that, and I think that's what the takedowns is about. I had a friend. Oh, we have a friend in common who's got a bar, Kane's Tavern, that closed. Yeah, and he always told me that uh, a business. You can always tell about a business or like a bar, for instance, by walking in there, you know exactly what the owner is like. Huh. And you walk into some places and you're like, oh, he's a douchebag. And you walk into some places and they're like, oh, I could probably hang out with this guy. Maybe you have to be an owner to get that point of view, though, because you you know what goes into the place on a, a, a high, like, well, sort of like all kinds of different criteria. Oh, yeah, yeah, a absolutely. normal person walking in isn't necessarily going to see that. Well, if you go to a sports bar or one that's got like uh, naked ladies on the wall, and you know, it's a people d- treat decor differently. They'll yeah. get their stuff at IKEA, or they'll they'll look for a handmade look. There's a lot of things that you can sort of deduce if you're sure. Sherlock Holmesing it. But 
the same is true for a lot of events. And I think my events are very unprofessional, <laughs> very poorly run, run by one person, me. And so I'm just scrambling to get everything done. Uh, bringing in um, really fun people to do the home cooking at these events is this big home cooking competition, you know? Sure. And you go to some other events that are much more slick and much better produced, and they've got a team of people on the case, and they've got massive sponsors. Probably a bigger price tag, too. Mm. I'm able to keep my costs low so the tickets are cheap. 25 bucks for all-you-can-eat soup. That was last week. Soup takedown. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I'm doing all these events, and um, I think they've, they've sustained themselves because I think there's this authentic vibe where I think I'm this integral part of it, and yet... At the end of the day, it's the the defining thing is these home cooks that are like bring sure. their own personalities and diversities, and it's just I, I still think it's like the most accidentally great thing I've ever done. I can only speak to two of them. I've I've been to the casserole, take the most recent one, yeah, as a, a assistant chef, yeah, and uh, I I entered the chili takedown myself. That was really my my first my first shot at it. Oh, the chili takedown was great this year. That was at the uh, at that synagogue. Y- yes, in Brooklyn. No and booze. No booze. <laughs> that was that was not my fault. That was the venue screwing up. Yeah, just for that day or something. But you know what? It, 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 it actually, it, I think people would have stayed longer. But we did have see hundreds of people. It was a it was a real shit show. Things still happened. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, um, and then we had thirty cooks, thirty different chilies. It was all you can eat chili. I mean, come on, it was all smiles. There was de- there's definitely an element of of throwing it together. Yeah, but you're very much the spirit, the mascot of the event. You're- but then we have this ceremony. Yeah, which brings it all together at the end. You've got like I got half an hour 20 minutes to half an hour where you meet all the cooks they get up on the mic they talk and then we name some winners and we get these sick prizes from Cuisinart and whatnot I remember uh, at the the award ceremony you promoted the suggestion that perhaps you could put all the recipes together into a cookbook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Has that has that materialized? <sighs> Did you only get a few? No, I've gotten a bunch of them um, from that particular request at yeah. that particular takedown. I got like maybe six recipes, but all in, I've collected a ton of recipes, chili recipes specifically. You could do one for the entire like yeah selections from yeah. the year. Yeah, or just at this point, just a basic little chili. I mean, honestly, getting it's like herding cats. This thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not telling you what to do. <clears throat> no, so that so getting all these recipes together is tough. Yeah. But it would be great to yeah. do. I would love that. That'd and I'd, cool everyone cool. else would love that too. Come on. Yeah. Like the great thing about these recipes is usually they're either totally improvised weirdo recipes by weirdos or <laughs> they're recipes handed down by the generation and someone's got a great great grandmother who's like I'm going to show you my family's recipe yeah. and this is going to knock your socks off and so that's what you've got competing against each other. That's what I love about a takedown. And you've got massive great successes and you've got massive failures and you know everything in between. What what was the most unpredictable what's the most unpredictable one? Cuz you you do the same sort of themes every year or, yeah. or you mix it up a bit. Well, so the on- the one thing that's unpredictable about a takedown is that you get home cooks who are going to be like, "Yes, I'm going to make a soup." And then you got some weirdo who comes in and be like, soup, I'm making soup ice cream. <laughs> you know, and you're like, ah, okay. Because that's cool. I, I love that you've got that, um, you know, that adventurous thing going on. Yeah. And um, 
Let the judges decide. Yeah, without any of the um, pretension yeah. of a home cooking. It's not WD-40 or 50 or whatever that place is, you know? Right. No one's making, like, uh, air bubbles of food. <laughs> um, they're making, you know, interesting, weird dishes that they think might work. They're only half capable of pulling it off. And what if they do? So I want to see that. So, yeah, yeah every, every takedown has the potential for weirdness. But... Any particular? I mean, I do ice cream takedowns, mac and cheese, chili. I do a bacon takedown that's got, you know, I just give them bacon and they make any number of possible ideas with bacon. That's I, pretty I think the one. biggest question mark was the garlic one. I didn't go to that. <gasps> garlic <laughs> one. That should have been good. But honestly, sometimes <laughs> you advertise this stuff and it doesn't go good. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I, I, why didn't that go good? That... It was a real disappointment for me, and the Jewish food takedown was another disappointment for me. Two takedowns where I I put it out there, make some Jewish food, your interpretation of Jewish food. Sure. And the people that did show, like there were seven or eight cooks, and they made like beet latkes, you know, with amazing sauces to go on top, and they got really funky with it, because they're pretty basic recipes, Jewish food, there's not, you know, you gotta punch it up a notch, but... There's some old favorites like matzo ball soup sure. and this and that. So there's so much to play with. It's really delicious in the first place. But anyways, um, that no one came to. Wow. <laughs> and then the garlic takedown. Oh, well, which th- is weird because there was upstate. There's I just went to a garlic fest. Have you ever been there? No. There's a garlic fest upstate. It's near Statsburg, but I'm going to get it wrong. Statsburg? It's 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 up, up by Poughkeepsie and all that. Oh. Um but I can't name the city and I was only there once but it's epically monumentally humongous okay and it's you know hundreds of booths coming in from must be all over the country because I've never seen so much different booths representing different farms or different restaurants or different uh, you know products that were all garlic related you could walk around all day and just freak out on garlic. Everyone was stinky by the end of it, but it was like, <laughs> there were like Boy Scout troops there and Girl Scout troops and like church groups as well. Is this so, a summer event? It's a summer event yeah. and you got to go because it's it has every possible garlic creation you can imagine. Oh man. But that got thousands of people. Yeah. So maybe I just didn't put the word out correctly or something like that or Okay. It's not a hot date to want to go stink like garlic with your date. Well, when you do put the word out, the the posters and promos are the art is really good. Thanks. Yeah, well, it's I, not me that ever does it. It's always my talented friends. Um I only recently started a career as an artist. How, how many how many people do the art? I've got at least 30 people that have wow. done art over the years for me. Yeah. Huh. Really incredible people. Lately, the guy that I've been working with is Gun Show, uh-huh. who lives in Maine. And he's at uh, he's he's out there in the middle of nowhere making insane art for people. I think if you himself. go to thetakedowns.com. You can you, see a link to him. Yeah. yeah. Quigley's Mag- Magic Shop.com is his... Uh, his handle but if you nice. check out the takedowns you can see all the artists there and they're all insane I mean bizonculous right so you yourself are also an artist <laughs> more more recently this has been self-taught uh, no skill at all just trying to bust it out with all the bad cats yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I'm trying to make cat art and I do a lot of it. I'm, I'm trying to make draw a thousand pictures of cats, all on commission. And uh, so far, I'm at like 650. Wow. Yeah. 
Huh. And it's and it's cool because now I'm making products and doing stuff like that. All the bad cats dot com. Yeah. And uh, Instagram. Yeah. You even have like iPhone stickers. Yeah, I made iPhone stickers. <laughs> that took a minute to yeah. learn. Huh. And I can't believe I mean I'm I'm not a luddite. No, I'm not a luddite. But I'm not like you. I'm not wicked smart with computers. Uh oh. And technology in general. But somehow I did it. It was insane. Maybe I just fake it. You don't fake it. I don't know how to use this I microphone. The these, things e- e- these mixers. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, all the bad cats. Yeah, learning how to paint was really fun, and painting with Japanese watercolors and and little micron pens. I developed a love for micron and how, fine line pens. How did you start doing that? Were you I mean, my like, my mother's a brilliant artist. Okay, so is mine. Romaine Donny. Really? Yeah. Great. I'd love yeah. to see her work. You should see my mom's work. Romaine Donny. Romaine Donnie? Yeah, yeah, she's brilliant. Is, and, that, is that her website? Uh, I guess she does have a website, but it's basically an Instagram, Romaine Donnie. Okay. But she is, uh, she's making oil work, and, and um, she's, but she's also like beadwork, little, like very cool mixed media stuff. And also she's an author, so she's written some children's books and huh. gotten some published. Nice. It's, yeah, brilliant woman. So you drew a thing or two growing up. I mean, not well. It was always because I had this love of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and like comic books and crap, and right. I didn't really want to learn the serious side of it all. Yeah. And even now, I mean, I make these little kitty cats. <laughs> let's, let's get real. I mean, there's a real, you know, chasm, chasm between uh, me and my mom. They're pretty good. I mean, I love my mom. But y- y- thanks, thanks. Well, you go there. Yeah, yeah. I got to stop de- denigrating myself because no. these cats, man, no. I dig them. Yeah. Did you once tell me you got commissioned to do wallpaper for some? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got wallpaper hanging in a doctor's office with all with all these bad cats on it <laughs> in the men's room and the women's room of uh, Bobby Buka, MD. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, another painting hanging in one of the rooms as well of a dog. Huh. Yeah. No, I've done pretty well. Every now and then, some cool commission will come along for sure. Um, there, there was a hotel. They ended up not using my thing, but it was in San Francisco, but they uh, huh. paid me. I was going to be on the wall in San Francisco. I'll be on the wall. I'll be famous soon. No biggie. He'll be on the wall. I'll be on the wall somewhere big. So I don't have a good segue for it, but hot sauce. Yeah, let's talk about some hot sauce. What do you want to talk about? Do you like hot sauce? I love Well, I've been getting more and more into it. You've been making this. You made the dip. Yeah, there's, there's a, a bowl of... Uh, sauce I made earlier today on the table here with some chips. Yeah, we're looking at chips. super dark and murky and beautiful and oily, which I love. Yeah. And you've got two different kinds of chili pepper, almond. Yep. One's chipotle, but I can't remember the other one. And, and olive oil? Yep. Uh, some chili powder, a little bit of garlic, oregano. It's deceptively easy. Does that mean that it's actually hard? That's what I mean to say. To make a good hot sauce. Well, it's much like uh, your conversation about the takedowns. It's all about the ratios and yeah, how much of one thing you put in and yeah, it's uh, you know, it's more of like I want to make a sauce that I want to eat. Yeah. So, what's your favorite kind of sauce? Uh, I I tend to gravitate towards the more smokier flavors. Huh. Yeah. So, do you go in for? You know, ghost peppers and and reaper peppers and, and not, scorpion peppers. Not with great confidence. Yeah. <laughs> so coming up, um, I'm going to be a judge at this year's New York City Hot Sauce Expo. 
You have been too, right? Oh, for the past oh. six or seven years, I've been the judge. I got my my chip eating voice here. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta go. It's uh, I want to say it's in April. Um, but if you go to their site, you can check it out. But yeah, every year I'm a judge, and it means sitting down and sampling a hundred hot sauces of varying. You know, there's there's different varieties. So there's the Louisiana category, mm-hmm. which I've learned to love. I'd always dismissed it as just Tabasco, and even then, I now understand Tabasco is a pretty special thing. Really? Oh yeah. Maybe I didn't you can think... ch- change my mind about that. Yeah, I always thought it was the dumb, dumbest down version Soupy. of a Louis- yeah. Louisiana sauce, but it has its place and it's neat necessary for certain reasons. I always dismissed vinegar-based sauces in general, mm-hmm. loving other kinds more because it was just we grew up with only Tabasco, and if it was just there at the table and that's all you could get, you were used to that one taste. But at the end of the day, they make an incredible product, and it's you know. It's been around forever. Yeah. There's a little bit of apple cider vinegar in this. Oh, that, yeah. that goes a long way in a lot of things. It's and like, as a preservative, right? Uh, I don't know. If you don't put enough in, it probably doesn't matter. Well, it depends. I mean, it could be actively fermenting, too. Yeah, cool. That's not really preservation. That's like uh, growth. Uh, so oh, <laughs> nah, I want to talk about fermentation later. Yeah, because you, you that came, is your you angle came to dude. pick up something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm pick. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> I've but, ne- never had someone so excited to pick up a bacteria culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pick up a scoby from you. Play with some uh, kombucha later with my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we've been meaning to do that. I I wouldn't got play into with it. it. Well, no, no, I'm gonna <laughs> fondle it. I'm gonna let it sit around and fester. Yeah, and then it's gonna we're gonna drink it. You but let, I did let that it be- chill in in good conditions, and you gotta check it. Yeah, it's a weird looking thing, and you might be a little paranoid at first. But uh, there's a lot of pictures online that help you identify the things that could make it go bust. Yeah, like certain molds. You know, I've had pretty good luck in my time. I've thrown out some things that were slightly questionable, were probably fine, but I'm like, nope, fuck it. Um, I remember seeing a white mold on it once and Googling it and finding it was pretty harmless, so I just kept it. White? What? Kept it? Yeah. It was just this white stuff on top. Eventually went away. No big whoop. But if I heard of it, say it was a colored mold. No, no, no. I, I, I looked around. It's pretty common. Matt Timms discovers the new penicillin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ah, the spear's good. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I, I even want to do a, a fermentation takedown one of these days, but I have to give, and I've done it in the past. But it was one a, of these days? It was a total failure every time I've ever tried because I could never get the people. It was the first one I signed up for that. If there's a community out there in New York, I hope we're list, they're listening in right now and they can tell me. Calling all fermenters. I, calling all fermenters. I really need. Gross smells ahead. Yeah, like kimchi's <laughs> and, and uh, sourdoughs and all the different cool fermented foods out there. Ah, it'd be such a great idea for a takedown, but it's I, niche. It's so niche. It's niche. And, it, and it, I don't know if Brooklyn is the place anymore. Oh, I mean, I wonder where is the place now? I have no idea. I, I you know, I do want to go to places in New York like the Bronx to throw takedowns. It's a place because that is a place, <laughs> and I hear there is a burgeoning creative scene out there of people that might be ready to have a good time. Uh, that's so. Yeah. I would like to go to other boroughs. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I've only. Uh, had the pleasure of really good Italian food in the Bronx. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it's, it's, Arthur Ave. Yes, that's where I was. 
Yeah. Yep, I've been there only once, and it was awesome, and it meant I had to go back. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to go back there. problem with Italian food is ugh, it's so freaking heavy. Right. Like, I went out last night with some friends, Rachel Wharton, um, and some other people, and um, uh, my girlfriend and, and, and John, and we had uh, Indonesian food over on... Uh, over on the Brooklyn Queens Expressway, over by Tangra Masala, there's this place called Atuan Kitchen, and it's, we just met the chef. We ordered way too much food. We got all this crazy leftovers. Indonesian, dude. You got to check out the Indonesian food that's out there. That's probably spicy, right? It, 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 well, they said it was going to be spicy, but I think they see us coming a mile away and think we can't handle it. Yeah. That's my problem. Whenever you go to a Thai place... right. This is what I was told to say, and I don't even know if it's true, but I was told to say, ow, pet, pet. Ooh. If you say, ow, pet, pet, for, for whatever reason, and again, I never kind of researched this stuff afterwards, but I was told that that means you're going to get it authentically Thai spicy. Okay. Or authentically Thai flavored. And with the times I've had authentically Thai spicy, it blew my head off. I was right, right. in another dimension. It was fantastic, but also quite painful. And you probably didn't finish it. Oh, I did. I did. I'm sure, sure. Oh, okay. I, I love hot food. I relish the pain. I mean, that's part of it. It's, it's, there's got to be something a I, little bit weird about a person who really loves hot sauce. I met one once that I just, you know, I had a few bites. I'm like, there's there's no way. I can't, yeah. I can't handle it. You won't it. go to sleep that night. <laughs> yeah. I mean... So Thai food that's really authentic and really spicy and not at all like these, you know, pad Thai places that are just litter, you know, every, you know, every street corner. If you go to the right neighborhood in Queens, um, you'll find a really good Thai place. And I heard parts of, of Manhattan over in, um, you know, where Daredevil, where did Daredevil set up shop? I Marvel Comics, know. Daredevil. He was in uh, mm. Hell's Kitchen. Ah. Yeah. So go, to, go over to Hell's Kitchen. It's probably not even called that anymore. It isn't. Uh, they renamed it. But uh, there's some great tie over there. Anyways, we got off track. Yeah. <laughs> hot sauce? I still want to talk about hot sauce. Yeah, we're, st we're, we're still talking hot sauce. Because I am totally inspired by you and your food processor, and I'm working on a, um, a hot sauce of my own. I had a brand that I started with some friends in uh in a bathtub we were making hot sauce whoa, i mean whoa, not whoa, really. whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa. you know it was, moonshine hot yeah. sauce yeah it was called face melter <laughs> and it was great i made face melter it was bonkers good it had raisins and and carrots and uh vinegar and i can't remember all the ingredients but oh dude it was great it was great and i want to make another hot sauce now and i'm working on a couple of uh varieties so what what kind what do you prefer what what's there's so many different types of hot sauces different regions but what do you gravitate towards i gotta say the extreme hot sauces i really gravitate towards those mom i say that but who am i kidding there's certain it's it's who's making it so there's a brand out in new zealand called cully's and they are amazing and every year they do come out uh in person um to the to the new york city hot sauce expo but hmm. they also I think you can get them online, no problem. They make an amazing hot sauce. And you think with their limited um, 
capacities out in New Zealand. I mean, who knows where they can get their ingredients, if they can get everything. It's probably very very expensive. They Yeah, probably. And they make it work. And it's... So those guys are out of Auckland and they're making an amazing product. And they actually make a Reaper pepper sauce where most people make something that's filthy and unedible. They make something that's really tasty and yummy huh. and I could eat that fire water they make and it's huh. just delicious. That's the problem with the Reaper pepper. Like it's the hottest pepper right right for now apparently pepper x is coming out soon Uh-oh. but yeah 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 this guy um makes it out in north carolina huh um but it is so hot that you eat it and the only thing i usually get when i eat this hot pepper everyone talks about yeah these floral notes and all this <laughs> stuff you can definitely get in lesser peppers yeah um or at if your taste point, buds are all burned out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, what I get is this filthy soil yeah. flavor. Oh. It tastes like soil. And it doesn't taste like much else to like me. Peaty or No, just like like, like if you were to put dirty. a mouthful of dirt in your mouth. Hmm. And there's nothing wrong with putting a mouthful of dirt if it's clean dirt. Um <laughs> you know? Like dirt from a garden, not in like uh, Brooklyn maybe. Yeah. That'd be a nice thing to do. I think I've heard of hippies doing that. They probably think it's good for some reason. It's probably not. But, yeah. So, there's a way you've got to control that kind of heat, and it probably means using less of it. But it still goes a long way. It's pure capsicum. Yeah. It's the closest thing. It's got to be. It's yeah. crazy. Anyways, uh, you'd have to talk to a grower about really what you're eating. I just don't think it's that delicious unless it's tamed by a, a sauce maker, a good sauce maker. And there's a lot of crap sauces out there. What kind of advice would you have for someone entering a hot sauce competition, a takedown? Well, first off, there's a lot of different categories in in a hot sauce. In, are you talking about a, a, a hot sauce competition? Sure, sure. Let's let's make it more specific. Like a hot sauce takedown. Sure. Uh, okay. I mean, here's Is the there thing one? about the, I've had I've done various hot sauce takedowns, and they were awesome. Um, Back when Gugamuga was a thing, I don't know if you remember that. Mm. It was a festival. It was a food festival that lasted two years and lost huge amounts of money both times. Oh. It was a real uh, failure. Are there competing documentaries on? <laughs> no, but exactly, there should be. It was one of these events where they just bit off more they can chew because uh, there was just these long snaking lines. People ran out of food. People were upset they didn't get the, what they were expecting when they paid their money. Is this a ticket to the beer line or the beer line? Oh, the beer lines were way too long. But you needed a ticket to get to a pass to right, get right. to your beer. It's like, oh, that is <laughs> crap. And at the end of the day, it's organizers who were used to things like music festivals. They didn't know that a, a food festival would be way different. And even if you go to Minnesota State Fair, and I haven't been, but I just hear about it. It's these long lines. You're going to wait, you know, like an hour for fried butter. Huh. And that's cool. But do you really want to wait for an hour in one line? I, I, you've, been, I see, you've been to the Minnesota State Fair? No, I haven't. But I do know that that was a winning recipe maybe five years ago at this point. Uh, and they do they basically fry everything, and that's a thing. And okay. they, they butter everything as well. And, right. Um, but whatever. I mean, th- that's that's that kind of festival is something I've always shied away from. The takedowns, you got really minimal lines, you got cool vibes, you're going to eat everything, you're going to get seconds. Well, not not everything. There, there's one takedown you do that isn't really food related. 
The painting takedown. Yeah. Oh my God, we're talking about everything today. This is so dope. <laughs> I've got <laughs> a show, I've got man. a painting. <laughs> I thought it was your show. Wow. I uh, yeah yeah yeah. The, the, the uh, there's a charity event called the painting takedown where I get 20 painters together. Um, you know, from all walks of life as usual. It's just first come first serve. You grab a canvas and you paint what I say like cat painting takedown mm-hmm. or Bob Ross painting takedown. There's a sci-fi. There's a sci-fi painting takedown yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At different themes. I tr- stretched all these black velvet canvases and you were asked to paint a, you know, a black velvet painting. Looks good under a nightlight yeah. or a, 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 uh, one of those. Um I didn't paint, but I did go to check one of these out it looks yeah. like a fun so fun yeah and they paint for about two hours but the point is there's an auction at the end mm-hmm. and you can walk away with some affordable art and i usually give the money to a local charity i always give the money to a local charity it's usually an animal charity um what was this the time one? Uh, well the t- the one i've got coming up in march and i don't have a date yet it's gonna be uh um it's gonna be this what is it superhero uh, equipment company or something. Oh, hey, this, this place on Fifth Ave. Yeah, yeah, we're on yeah. Fifth. A- it's we're on Fifth Ave right the, now. We're quite close to this place. Yeah, the superhero supply company. Yeah, yeah, and it's actually a writing um, organization to help creative minds uh, in the local school systems that are really um, their arts programs uh. are completely shafted. I've always wondered how that place has stayed in business. Well, that's what it is. It's basically... It's a storefront for this... Organ- yeah, it's a silly, goofy storefront that actually houses an awesome creative center for kids huh. and um, gets them creative writing and, and, and art and all this sort of nice. cool stuff yeah. in the back room. So, yeah. So, this is going to be uh, tons of beer, party, you know, painting, auction, and let's see how it goes. So uh, we go to the the takedowns.com to, yeah, to yeah. sign takedowns. up? Yeah, takedowns.com to sign up. All right. Exactly. I'm going to have to get that going. Um, I haven't even decided which kind of takedown I'm going to do. But it'll be in March, so I better decide now. Yeah. Got to get 20 painters together and tell the crowds there's going to be a lot of beer. That's Yeah, it's good. It's going to be great. Yeah. You got anything else you want to share? Mm, let's think. Um... What else is going on in my life? I'm supposed to be going on a diet, but it just doesn't happen in my life. Who told you? I told me. Oh. I'm guilting myself. You know what? It's really hard to do with my lifestyle. Living in the food world. What am I going to stop eating? Hey, crazy Indonesian last night. <laughs> We're living in New York City. Every brilliant... You know what's around the corner from here? This place called uh, Corzo. Yeah. Have you been? Oh, I've been many Have you times. had the beet burger at Corzo? It's in Park Slope. It's got a beet burger that you have to try. I guess. I'm not huge on, on beets. beets. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is the most delicious thing. But they, they make all their burgers by they create the patty and their, their regular burgers as well. And then they put all this dough around it. And then they dop, they drop it into a fryer, I believe. Huh. And they cook the bread just right then and there. So it's wicked decadent. That was the place uh, I went after we moved in here with uh, my girlfriend's dad. Yeah? And he took him there. Great beer selection. I think they're Czech. Yeah, and yeah. I had a, a black lager that I guess was the beer that uh, the Morbid Hour beer from KCBC was based on. It's. I think it's... I could be wrong, but I'm, and I could be saying it wrong, Yeah. but I think it's Kostritzer. 
and, oh, they, and they, oh. they have it there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Maybe we should go there it's afterwards. Like a, yeah, well, sure. Yeah. Okay. It's a dark, like a very dark beer, but it's light. Interesting. Yeah. It's a German beer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. We're definitely pronouncing it wrong. That's God, the same. Stop. But here we are. Here we are in <laughs> New York, know. still the greatest city in the world. Yeah. The food scene is insane. I'm not going on a diet anytime soon, man. Not to mention all the amazing uh, breweries that have popped up. Like well, I said, that's I sw- another thing. Yeah, I I will say I think it is easier to go on a diet in a place like New York City because you have access to lots of different types of foods, and it's not a food desert like most. Parts oh, of this country. By, by food desert, you mean there's McDonald's and strip malls. Yeah, or just like stuck. what's available is is not all that inspiring, and maybe people didn't grow up with the best of options, and it starts looking like what it is. I don't yeah. know. Huh. I I I think you got a great point there. Yeah. It's just that um, yeah, I look at at most food places around here. We went to the we went to this Indonesian place and they I wanted a place that had the biggest menu because what I like to do is go out with like four or five friends and order the menu not the <laughs> menu but like seven you eight want to dishes. sample you want to sample see as much as yeah, we can yeah. see the diversity out there so you end up gobbling all this great food and yeah and then there's like what are the breweries around here KCBC just opened up in Bushwick there's like five breweries yeah I think they're two and a half years or so now. Yeah, yeah, it's just killing it. Uh, there's five boroughs not far from here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the other Interborough. Uh, oh yeah, Interborough. Other half I'm very fond of. Yep, they're great. They're really good. Um, there's there's uh, Bridge Beer, and Tunnel, Bridge and Tunnel, Queens Brewery. Yeah, those are all on the L train. It's a very exciting time. It's for a great time to be on the L train. Especially now the Is L train. It? The L train's opening back up. Isn't that what uh, our amazing uh, governor just told us? I think he might be being sold a bill of goods here. Uh, because what it means is... He's not an amazing guy. <laughs> he's a liar. And the MTA's pissed. Ooh. He's taking all the credit. Well, he's kind of sat around for a few years while everything's falling apart. Very... The MTA finally like finalized a plan. We're about ready to do it. And then the governor's like... Uh, I don't think it's necessary. Uh, yeah, he looks probably like a great guy. Probably all this real estate interest uh, put the screws to him finally. I mean, like, we're going to lose a lot of money on this train situation unless you do something about it. Mm-hmm. And he sort of did, but I have my doubts. And today, there was an internal memo in the MTA about the potential for massive overcrowding. And as someone that has moved off the L line, I feel so much more comfortable taking the R in the morning. I got some space. People aren't crowding me. I will tell you something, friend. It took forever to get here from Bushwick. (laughs) In a car, 40 minutes. It was rush hour, and Ah, I was late, so I screwed myself. I should have been here a little while ago. Ah, It's all good. Yeah, thanks for Podcasting is, I find that one out of three people won't even show. Uh, another one out of three will probably be late, Ugh. and then the other one, yeah, you know, like the other third, will be there on time. I wanted to be that. It's last okay, third. man. It's okay. No I, worries. I want to I be that other. We're doing. We're, we're. I mean, we're practically done. Oh yeah, unless you can think of anything else to talk about. Yeah, I wanted to be able to talk about. I'm. I'm trying to learn all these uh, jokes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you done? Have you done stand up? Oh, I've done stand-up, but I was, that's another life ago, and uh, oh. I, I can't remember any of my stand-up material. 
Well, yeah, honestly, I mean, my friends, they were the even my friends who weren't good at it were st- who but stuck with it just are are still doing it. I applaud them because they've they've made leaps and bounds in their stand-up career. Whereas I just kind of walked away from it at one point and that was just something I kind of regret. Mm. Well, why can't you just walk back over? Say yeah, something you can funny. because it's like most things. You have to be a hundred and ten percent about it. That's especially also an, true with stand up though. Especially true in New York City. I think it's just true in general. Like you can't be in in front of any audience. If you're if you're working at seventy or eighty percent, they know it. Yeah, and they see it, and they're not ready for it. They're not going to laugh because it is a lot of effort to fake laugh, you know, to support your friend at a crappy stand-up. Much less, uh, you know, paying money and going out and expecting to get something sweet. And uh, some guy shows up at fifty percent, and he's just—it's just depressing. So when it really turned into uh, me working at less than one hundred and ten percent, I walked away. But man, comedy is something I miss. There's a there's a list of yeah, Bill Hicks' twelve principles of comedy. Yeah, have you ever? No, but I bet it's gonna be good because he's brilliant. Well, I'll I don't know if I'm gonna read all all ten of them, but I feel like this applies to almost any creative endeavor. Okay, number one. If you can be yourself on stage, nobody else can be you, and you have the law of supply and demand covered. Okay. Cool. The act is something you fall back on if you can't think of anything else to say. Only do what you think is funny, never just what you think they will like, even though it's not that funny to you. Damn, why didn't I read this to myself years ago? (laughs) This is amazing. Never ask them if it's funny, you tell them this is funny. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. more. Just look up Bill Hicks' Principles of Comedy. Oh, God. It's, it's fantastic. That's it really goes beyond comedy. Yeah, it's inspirational. It's yeah, a great I like list. That. I should get that as a tattoo. <laughs> Maybe someone does. <laughs> if you have a Bill Hicks' Principles of Comedy tattoo, please write in. <laughs> well, Matt, I think uh, we've covered a wide range of topics. Yeah. I feel pretty sated. I was hoping I could, I should have come up with something to say or a vendetta. I I feel like I started Rocky and then we moved into this avalanche of good information. Boom. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and if you're interested in the takedowns, you can go to thetakedowns.com. Remember, that's a plural, the takedowns. Yeah, are you you on the social medias? Are you an influencer? Yeah, at the takedowns, at Matt Tim's wins. All the bad. At all the bad cats. (laughs) 